Welcome to Transform Now, the podcast brought to you by robotic process automation pioneer, SSNC Blue Prism. Digital transformation has the potential to reshape the way companies service their customers, engage their employees, and manage their operations. Whether you're looking to develop strategies, tactics, or best practices to positively impact the future of work, or you're curious to see how other companies have successfully navigated their digital transformation programs, then this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform now. Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Hairston with SSC Blue Prism. Welcome to the Transform Now podcast. Today, I'm excited to have as my guest, my colleague, Emma Kirby Kidd, head of ROM, which stands for Robotic Operating Model at SSC Blue Prism. She and I will be discussing how and why Blue Prism has updated the ROM, which will soon be released to the public. Welcome, Emma. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself before we get started? Sure. Thanks, Brad. Pleased to be here, first of all. And yes, I am SSNC Blue Prism's head of ROM. Prior to that, I was a customer. So I've actually worked with the Blue Prism product for nearly 15 years now. So I'm very, very passionate about our operating model and actually helping our customers grow in their maturity. Awesome. Well, Emma, most of the audience listening to this podcast is familiar with the robotic operating model. And we've, we've also talked about it on several podcasts over the last couple of years. Nonetheless, there still may be some out there who are not familiar with it. So let me start by asking you just to give a high-level explanation of what the ROM is all about. Absolutely. So the ROM is our industry-leading methodology, something that we created nearly 20 years ago for our customers and with our customers. So our customers have come on the journey with us and helped us build a framework to enable everybody to deliver, not only deliver, but grow and scale their RPA capability. But we're now moving into the intelligent automation space and actually helping customers really deliver value using their framework and driving an automation program. Excellent. Why is the ROM so important to Blue Prism specifically? Well, for a start, we invented it. So we're hugely, hugely proud of the operating model. And it's important to Blue Prism because it's important to our customers. The framework enables them not just to implement, but actually to continue growing an automation program. And if it's something that our customers fully adopt and support, it helps them grow and we grow with our customers. It's hugely important to us because we want to take our customers on a pathway of growth and not just stop or stagnate. But overcome those hurdles, the hurdles that are common and we all see in, in intelligent automation capabilities that that's why it's important because it helps and supports customers. And it's something that's implemented by our partners alike. Okay. Emma, you mentioned that you were a customer before you joined Blue Prism. What, what got you into the role that you're in? I mean, what explains your passion for the ROM? Could you touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it was very evident when I started my role at Blue Prism as customer success director, I, everybody was talking about this ROM. And as a customer, I didn't really know what ROM was. I only when I joined Blue Prism that I heard about ROM and the robotic operator model. And it quickly became evident to me that as a customer, I was so successful because I had a ROM. I had a ROM by default, I suppose. 
And I didn't really know at the time that's what a ROM was. So as a customer, I was being used by our marketing team to go out and speak and coach and support customers. And I really enjoyed doing that. And I just didn't want other customers not to see the absolute value in ROM and not to see how it can scale their RPA capability and improve their journey. I mean, I was such an advocate of the product. I really enjoyed using it. And I just wanted to go out and and basically build that appetite and evangelize the ROM to our customers. So that's why I started working for Blue Prism. However, I could tell there were some things within the ROM that needed to be adapted and needed to grow. Given the passion I had for it, because the more I learned about it, the more I actually learned the meaning behind the way that I was delivering, the more my passion grew for the methodology. And I could see that it needed to be updated. And I wasn't going to let anybody else have that job, Raj. <laughs> I wanted the job. And I wanted to be the one that actually helps our customers move forward. I'm so passionate about customer journey. I'm so passionate about maturity growth. So it just felt like a natural fit for me to be able to move into this and this become the next part of my career. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Emma, where and when does the ROM come up in conversation with companies who are looking to begin their automation journey? So there's a natural thought process that the ROM really is just about implementation. And that that really isn't the, the fact. Yes, it, there's huge elements of the ROM that really do kickstart your journey. But there's lots of things within the ROM that become a living, breathing part of your journey. And you need to think about and consider on a daily basis. I'm not just talking about the typical areas like pipeline, which everybody puts all their focus into. It's more about, you know, thinking about what your vision looks like and how that needs to adapt as things change in your environment and the external environment. So. There's lots of elements that actually absolutely kickstart your journey, but the ROM should be a living, breathing part of your everyday ways of working. It's your framework. It's the way you consistently drive value, and it's the way that you deliver in a consistent and risk-averse way. And what is the correlation that we've noticed between ROM adoption and the value that companies have received from automation? What does that look like over the 20 plus years that our company's been in existence? I think it's safe to say that the customers that have fully embraced and adopted ROM beyond implementation are the ones that are really seeing continual value. For example, we know that the existing ROM needs updating and a lot of our customers have already done that for themselves. So we needed to catch ourselves up with these customers. And that's because they can see the value and they can drive real efficiency through the use of the ROM, but it goes beyond that, goes way beyond just efficiency benefits. There's so many other benefits that come with driving this kind of program. And the ROM is something that's really closely aligned to how you drive those benefits and not just think about the monetary or the tangible, but think about the hearts and minds as well. I think it's safe to say the adoption in customers with the ROM has proven that their delivery has been far greater than those that that don't implement a a ROM of sorts. We've seen that there's been quite a few customers that have maybe stopped one or two processes because they don't know how to go out and engage the organization. They don't know how to build a vision. They don't know how to keep driving that value through different ways and different uses of the, the tools that we offer. So I think it's safe to say the ones that really do drive the value are the ones that are the 
have adopted ROM with Gusto. Emma, what about scaling automation across functions, across lines of business, across geographies? How does the ROM specifically facilitate that? The ROM is absolutely built for this, but we do advise customers don't run before you walk. And I think people get so excited by this that they make the mistake of wanting to implement this everywhere. And actually what you need to do is you need to start small and move out from there. You need to start small, create a reputation for yourself within your team, create all the best practices, the standards, et cetera, before you start to, to move out and scale beyond where you started. We would advise you to start with maybe a couple of areas, first of all, one or two areas, business areas, and really, really forge a relationship with these guys and, and deliver for them. They would then become your evangelists and they will go out and talk about all the great things you've delivered for them throughout the organization. Whilst that's happening, you can build your framework, you can build your methodology, you can set in place things like standards best practices, the right kind of documentation, and keep refining it. So don't always take version one as, as read and keep refining and refining and refining. Once you're at a point where you want to grow and scale out into the organization, at this point, you'll have a set of standards that should support that. Now, ordinarily, we'd say deliver as a centralized team in the early days out to your separate different geos, functions, etc. But you will get to a point where that just becomes too much. You will become the victim of your own success. So having these standards, having these best practices, having this reputation in the organization will set you in place to be able to go out and translate that over to other teams to deliver whilst you keep control of that as a centralized team. Okay, perfect. So let's transition over to talking about the update that is process right now. So the new version of the ROM is called ROM 2. Can you give us some background as to why you decided that now's the right time to, to do you know, a significant update of it? Absolutely. Well, as you know, Brad, I'm hugely excited about this. Why is the right time now? We haven't looked at this in a good 10 to 15 years. We have built our ROM and we left it on a shelf as a robotic process automation operating model and we're no longer in that space as we know the world has massively moved on in that time technology has massively moved on even just us our, our, our product portfolio has grown dramatically in the last few years we're offering so much more to our customers and we're enabling them to deliver things that they weren't able to deliver previously using our products also when you throw into that the pandemic, for example, that's really changed the way people work and it really changed the way that our customers are serving their organizations. So we had to come up with the times. We had to bring ourselves up to the times. Plus, we've got customers that have already kind of outgrown us. They've outgrown our robotic operating model because they're creating more enhanced versions themselves. So it was, it was time. It was time to put some real support into growing customers' capabilities and putting them on a pathway of growth and not just focusing on people that are using automation day in and day out. We want to look at how we could support people that were approaching this journey because we've never done that before. But from one end of the scale and then from the other end of the scale, we want to look at how we could really help people rip up the rule book and, and use automation to 
transform the way their organization works. So it felt like now was the right time to do that. In the wake of coming out of the pandemic, people changing the way that they work, but also because we've delivered so many new products to our portfolio. Got you. So how would you summarize the major updates that are part of ROM2? First of all, we've simplified it. So we had feedback from customers, we had feedback from partners, and we've even had feedback from analysts. And one of the common themes is it feels too heavy at the beginning of a journey. People just want to get started. They just want to kickstart their, their journey. So what we've done is we've simplified it and made it easier for people to do that. We've reduced the number of foundations for a start. We've provided more content to people's problem statements. So we've listened to customers who've told us we're really struggling in this area. So we've built more content to support them so they can self-serve. We've put our whole product portfolio into the methodology now. So every single one of our products that are available, it shows you how you can utilize them to either deliver quicker or deliver more. So we've, we've provided that. We've built the methodology to be tool agnostic. So we know that customers will use a variety of different tools and that's, that's great. Good automation teams should have a toolkit. So we wanted to provide a framework that you could use no matter what tool you're using. As long as you're using it to automate, then you should be able to use our framework. And lastly, we've built this amazing maturity model. I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud of is our maturity model where we started to focus on people's journeys and, and build this pathway of growth. I say this all the time. I've probably said it about 25 times already. A pathway of growth. Before, our old maturity model was very stagnant. Mm -hmm. um, it put you in a box and, and there was no flex in that box at all. This is more about how customers can move up and through the journey in a, in a way that's comfortable to them at a pace that suits them and we give guidelines of what they could and should do not what they absolutely have to and we also yeah. focus not just on the how but also what's in it for them as well very interesting and i, I know that you've had the chance to preview rom2 with some customers and, and even some partners how have those sessions gone to date yeah really good so i was so keen to ensure that we we built the new ROM with our customers because that's how we built the original ROM. But I was also really keen to bring our partners on the journey as well because when we very first approached the ROM, we weren't using partners at that point. So mm -hmm. it felt like it was important for everybody to have a voice because this isn't a framework that's just used by Blue Prism. It's a framework that's used by our customers, our internal teams and our partners alike. And it has to work for everybody and it has to mm -hmm. be, it has to resonate with everybody. So we've had some fantastic feedback. People really seem to be responding to the fact that it's simpler <laughs> and that you can grow yeah. with it. They're definitely responding really well to that. Also, quite simply, probably one of the most simple but effective changes we've made was we put it in language that was meaningful to people. So like removing terms like governance that means something completely different in Blue Prism terms to a traditional methodology term, we've, we've kind of put some real plain language around it so that people can really understand that. And that makes a huge difference for our customers that aren't native English speakers. 
So it resonated more with our customers and simpler for them to understand and drive forward. So when will the new ROM be available and where can people find it online? So really excited. Our launch is in January. So we will start with a series of webinars for our customers to attend and put live questions to us. So that will be coming out to our customers fairly shortly. Invites to those. We also have a new home for ROM, which I'm really excited about. We've taken some time to really organize what the ROM content looks like and really kind of put it into a structured format so people can find things quicker and easier so they can serve themselves. So we will have a place called ROM Hub and in there we will have a library, we'll have all of our content, our templates. There'll be a community where you can talk to other experts and Blue Prism staff. And also there's going to be a blog of thought leadership area where things like this, this podcast and, and white papers and blogs will be uploaded. So that will be held on our website. So you can just click on to ROM and it will take you straight into the ROM hub and that'll be fully available. We're also going to make our university courses available in January as well. So we'll be starting off with a introduction to ROM course where customers can go in and go for an e-learning session to really learn about the new foundations. Excellent. And I know there's a ROM certification that people mm -hmm. can pursue as well. It is the, is the certification and the test and course and all of that material going to be updated with all the ROM 2 changes? So that's going to take a little bit of time. What we want to do is we want to launch the ROM first and we really want to educate people about it first of all. Whilst mm -hmm. people are starting to really digest that and live and breathe ROM and we give them some support and education around that, in the background, we'll work on changing the accreditations. We're going to add some accreditations. So it's going to be more role specific rather than ROM mm -hmm. architect, which is something that doesn't really mean much to people apart from the industry. So we're really going to go out and do some role focused accreditations. So if you're a head of, of automation, for example, there'll be an accreditation for you, for controllers, et cetera. So we're going to be doing that in the background. That probably won't be till the latter part of next year, just purely because we want to give people time to really understand and digest the new ROM and really put their ideas and thoughts back into it for us as well. Well, Emma, thank you so much for, for joining me just to talk about the ROM, talk about the updates that are coming. That's all really exciting stuff for our customers, for our partners, just for the world of intelligent automation in general. I, I think so many different organizations that we work with and that we engage with appreciate the ROM and understand its significance in, in this space. So it's, it's, it's not a, you know, an insignificant event when we come forward with a major update. So thank you for sharing that. Let me, uh, let me wrap up today with a personal question. What, what's the best thing you've read, watched, or listened to most recently? Oh my goodness, that's, put, that's putting me on the spot. I'm currently watching a program on Apple TV and it's about MI5 in the UK, so our secret service, and about a faction of the MI5 and it's absolutely fascinating. It's got Gary Oldman in it. I find stuff like that absolutely fascinating. I thought you were maybe going to bring up Severance, which is another great program, by the way, but I'll have to check it out. Thanks again for joining. 
Thank yeah. you very much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Transform Now. For more insightful discussions on digital transformation and more, check out our podcast channel where you'll find all of our previous episodes. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a review.